I got a couple uh, technology things to <laughs> talk about. Is that how we're doing things right. today? Okay. All right. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, John. Did I... <laughs> Did I did deviate from the seriousness, the usual seriousness right. of this podcast? Yeah. Was that was that my error? We're gonna get complaints, but um, okay, go ahead. I I um I bought on sale. Uh, Best Buy was having a sale on some of the Nano Leaf uh, Christmas lights. Holiday lights, if you prefer, themed little, you know, lights you might put on a Christmas tree. Um, <laughs> Just going to keep waiting for him to further detail what these are. Exactly. Is, is anybody confused at this point? <laughs> Hanukkah lights? Understand? Hanukkah lights? Anybody? No? Um, anyway, so uh, they were on sale for like 45 bucks, which was pretty good because I think they're usually like 80 or something. And so just before the show, I was like, oh, you know, I'll string these up in the uh, in a little in our little foyer around the windows or something. <laughs> and I opened them up and I was like, oh, there are a lot more lights than I. Th- this is a lot longer than I thought it was. <laughs> so it currently goes from our front door over <laughs> the window, Lex, over do the it. doors to the dining room, into the dining room, over the bookshelf in the dining room. <laughs> wow. Uh, That's a lot of lights. It was a lot of lights. Uh, Mm. Then I decided. Then I had to update the firmware, and it was the slowest update ever. So now my phone is now sitting in the dining room, updating the firmware while I am upstairs. Do you know? Do you know the name of the app it uses? It's NanoLeaf. Okay, that's the name. Okay. Yeah. So that's the vendor, but it also is both uh, HomeKit and Matter compatible. So kind of get the whole whole nine yards there. Okay. Anyways, I'm. I mean, it's more than nine yards. Probably. Well, it's not probably more than nine yards. What is that like? T- I don't know. Sorry. We have a tree. Feet? We have a tree that's programmable and stuff like that, and it has all those, you know, the lights that all do weird things. Um, and uh, uses an app called Twinkle. I believe. Oh yeah, and, I've seen yeah. those too. Yeah. Is that a smart device? Do we call that a smart device? I guess so, because yeah, you can. Sure. Yeah. Right. Because it you can turn it turns on and off by itself and. I have a lot of devices that do that, so, not all of which are smart. So I can add that to dumb. my small list of smart devices in the house. Yeah. Hmm. I had been resistant because I have, you know, like strands of old lights, and I kind of tend to, I often tend to like the look of the older lights, like the old, you know, incandescent ones better. I don't know. The LED ones sometimes bug me. Um, you know, there's just a quality they have to them. I don't know if it's like a refresh rate almost. Sometimes you can see them flicker kind of out of the corner of your eye. Um <laughs> <laughs> and uh i don't like that as much that's the krampus is what that is oh he lives yeah. in the lights you should leave you should get out of the house john the mortgage is <laughs> come on our, our mortgage rate was so good i can't get out of this house ever <laughs> it's the uh, it's the mortgage krampus that's <laughs> mortgage krampus the worst krampus and you're uh, still across the street from where you used to live right like do you know I, the people who live there are they taking good care of the old Moran estate no one lives in that apartment <laughs> It is empty. It has been empty the entire time. My landlord lived. <laughs> no one lived there since, since the. Well, no one could. No one the could old Morin incident. No one. No one was better. Like there was no. You know. There was Nobody no does it better. Tenant that mm-hmm. could surpass me. Not even David Tenant. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that place is empty. Huh. Okay. Right. Oh, that's weird. Like my heart. Um, okay. you gotta understand. Because you've been out for a, you've been a out strange, for kind of a while now. My landlord. A strange man. Very nice man. Um, but he has... I think he owns that house outright. I think he like inherited it, or at least he did not pay a lot for it, because he's lived there for a super long time. He's not so actually it was a, that... So it was a whole house? Yeah. It was, oh, okay. I, it's a triple-decker, essentially. This is a, a, like a fairly common um, type of 
building in Somerville, which is like it is a house with three units in it. It is um, usually it has been converted because my landlord lived upstairs, so he took over the third floor unit as well. So he had the second and third floor, and I lived on the first floor. Um, but he lived there with his wife, and he's only I mean he is probably not that much older than me. I would say maybe 15, 10, 15 years tops. Um, and uh, he's my age. I, yeah, he's he's old man multage. Um, <laughs> lovely man but he also never did anything to like like <laughs> one of those guys who thinks he's a handyman and is probably handy to a certain degree but also it meant a lot of shit didn't get fixed <laughs> just uh, like me <laughs> yeah um but then imagine you had a, a tenant uh anyways he rented that place to me for like definitely below market rate for like he did not raise the rent on me and i lived there for a decade <laughs> wow uh so i was paying way below market rent and then cat moved in and we were splitting it, and so it was way, wow. way below market yeah. rent, yeah. Um, which is how we were able to afford a house. Uh, and uh, I think he, the problem is that apartment would need a lot of work before he could rent it out again. Yeah. Like There were some things in there that were like, by the end there, it's got like original windows in it, and that house was built in like 1920. So like they're like coming out of the wall. <laughs> so <laughs> it would need probably you know several thousand dollars worth of work. And he could make that money back. But I think he was basically just covering the mortgage. And frankly, he may have paid it off already because I think he's owned that house for oh, yeah. 25 right. so he doesn't, years. Wow. So, yeah. yeah, so there's nothing, you know, it would be nice income for him. And maybe if they, you know, retired or something. But I also feel like he could probably sell that whole house mm-hmm. for a pretty penny. Someone would come in, gut it, make three units and sell them each for like a million and a half, which is fairly common in this area. So oh, wow. maybe he's just biding his time until he's like, yep, I'm ready to retire. Sell this place, make a shit ton of money, and not have to worry about it ever. Yeah. It's nice work if you can get it. Apparently, yeah. If I could go back in time and buy a house in like 1997 or something. (laughs) Welcome to the all real estate edition of The Rebound. I was about to say. Um, More like The Real Bound. Do you guys Uh, have... um... Oh, go ahead, John. Well, I was going to... I I was just going to say I'm glad that I got an Apple Watch 9 when I did because... (laughs) You cannot buy one anymore. Well, I guess you can't. You can buy them from third parties still if they've got. You can still buy them from Apple for two more days. Oh, is that right? As we record, yeah, two more as we record, two more days online, and then I think you can buy them till Christmas Eve in person. Because technically, the (laughs) ban doesn't go into effect until (laughs) literally Christmas Day, which is the weirdest timing in the world. Yeah. And I guess they were. I mean, it seems like they were trying to sort of play chicken with the Biden administration to see if they would step in and. So nullify they the van the ban but uh yeah so there the ban nullify could be over- the van is what mm-hmm. i almost said yeah that, that van has sick art on it um <laughs> nullify it so kind of kind of and even that after out. that right like you can still buy them from like amazon or whatever until they run out of stock presumably yeah right right like yeah, they're not going to keep they, they can't, can't get any more yeah right because it's an import ban so yeah. the but but once that presidential window like the like override window expires apple can appeal the decision so this isn't over yet no <laughs> and apparently sure. they've got i'm sure apple would still like to sell watches well they've got engineers the apparently trying to fix the software which infringes mm-hmm. the patent so it mm-hmm. seems, seems to be a software issue not a hardware issue what's yeah. weird about this is a couple things one the company that is suing them doing i don't know if that's the right term it's patent dispute um is is not like a patent troll it's like a legit medical device company so that makes like pulse pulse oximeters mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. so they, there seems to be at least some potential standing i mean it could be one of those cases where it's like they came up with the idea independently but happen to use the same idea um 
But that's the question is, why hasn't Apple paid them yet? I guess is my question. Either it's they're asking for some ridiculous thing, you know, like we want X percent of every Apple watch you sell or something like that. Yeah. Or Apple is, and I think this is equally, if not more likely, I was like, fuck you, we're not paying you guys. <laughs> like We just, we don't want to. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get rich by paying people for patents that we might have <laughs> infringed on. <laughs> But it does seem like they could have made it go away if they'd just been like, here, here's some money. We right. have a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I've uh, heard they have a lot. The, 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 one of the stories I read yesterday suggested that Apple is, like you What's said, wor- working on a, a software update to get around all of it. And so if Apple can do that, then they don't have to worry about it, right? If, I think that's probably days. part of it is like if they actually, like you said, if yeah, they actually can do that, if that's plausible, they might be willing to take the hit in order to... Like, but I assume that would remove some functionality. Maybe. Yeah. Or it depends how specific the patent is. Right. Right. Exactly. I can't yeah. imagine they would do a software update that then takes away uh, technology that you can already use. Right. Like, so if there's a oh, way to measure be, your blood yeah. oxygen now and you own it and then they do a software update so that you yeah, can't do that anymore. Yeah. That, that seems like a bigger disaster. <laughs> yeah. Than just Instead, it's the just a screen that says your blood is full of oxygen. Trust us. <laughs> so much oxygen. So much oxygen. We could breathe just lousy with blood. oxygen. <laughs> Uh, perhaps too much oxygen. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it is an interesting move, though, because this came up several years ago, I think, with the iPhone under the Obama administration. There was a similar thing where somebody accused them of patent infringement and there was going to be an import ban, but Obama overturned it. Um, so this, and it, it happens, right? I mean, there's so much technology built into all these devices that even if it isn't a case of, you know, we stole somebody else's idea and did it this way, the chances of like, Two people coming up with something to do the same thing in the same fashion and not realizing there was prior art on it is probably, you know, fairly, fairly yeah. common. But it's it's weird that they made a preemptive decision. Um, to uh, to Neelay Patel's point about this, it is also weird that they issued a statement to a single outlet and that that outlet, no offense to Nine to Five Mac, was Nine to Five Mac, um, because they're they're great at what they do. But you feel like this is such a big decision. And such a big thing to be doing, you feel like this is the kind of thing where it's like, hey, Wall Street Journal. Uh, or perhaps they just wanted mm-hmm. to avoid, you know, bad press at or like too, a yeah, huge too, level. Or too much press, yeah. But it's still going to get out there anyways, right? As soon as 9to5Mac reports it. And it was a statement. It was not like we heard. It was like Apple yeah. told them this Didn't was they, happening. I feel like they issued a, a statement on something else to 9to5Mac um, a few weeks back. Yeah, there I'm was one few weeks yeah, back what it was but um it went that, to a couple that is outlets, interesting but it was small it was a yeah it is interesting i don't quite yeah i mean here's the thing with apple and like gang statements and you know lex you probably had to deal with this too when we were at MacWorld, which is like if you see a statement like they provide someone else you email them and be like hey can i have a copy of that statement please right. and they will give it to you because that is their job yeah but preemptively sending it to people I mean, it not is, me. They wouldn't give it to me, but yeah. Well, no, because God, <laughs> come on, we all know. Because of all the things I did. That's right. <laughs> Bill Schiller still hasn't gotten over it. Because <laughs> you killed cars. That's what it was. Bill still loves me. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not. He's maybe upset for that. Yeah. About that. Anyway, I don't know. It, it is an interesting decision by them uh, to do that. Yeah. CM yeah. Knox in the chat room says that uh, they heard it on the local radio station oh yeah so well it's not it's big news right one way or another it's going to get reported in all of those outlets (laughs) 
<laughs> that's yeah. right. That's that's what makes it so weird to me about limiting what news outlet they give the story to because they're going to confirm it if anybody else asks and everybody else is going to report it from nine to five it's just weird i don't it's great for nine to five mag honestly like good for them good for them for getting that and and be good for them because they will be cited in almost all the stories take that tech hive (laughs) still a going concern weirdly enough (laughs) okay didn't know you know what else is a going concern (laughs) wow is this an ad (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna be as soon as i find the window where i put the ad i'll tell you what's a going concern rocket money this episode hey. of the rebound is brought to you by rocket money rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills all in one place that place your device uh as you know from listening to the show i have used rocket money for a really long time from even before it was called rocket money even before they sponsored this show they've lowered my cable bill they've warned me about issues when i was paying things from the wrong account They've told me about bills that's tried to go up, and I could go and contact those people and say, hey, don't raise my bill. So I'm a big fan. With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the subscriptions you don't want with just the tap of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does all the work for you. And how cool is this? Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Plus, you can monitor all your expenses in one place with recommended custom budgets based on your past spending, and you'll even get notifications when you've reached your spending limits. With more than 5 million users and counting, Rocket Money has helped save its customers an average of $720 a year, with $1 billion in total savings so far. Uh, that didn't all go to me, sadly. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com rebound. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash rebound, rocketmoney.com slash rebound. Our thanks to Rocket Money for their support of this show and for getting me to say rocketmoney.com slash rebound over and over again until I had uh, semantic satiation. Is that what it's called? And suddenly the words had no meaning to me whatsoever. But you should still do it. Rocketmoney.com slash rebound. I really, I, my head went away from me there. I had no idea what was happening for a second. Where's your head? I don't know. Uh, I had a couple other tech things. Okay. A couple other tech things. You want to keep? Yeah. Sure. Love tech. Um, one is, I think I sent this to you guys in our group chat, but uh, my Mac Mini is having an Apple Pay issue. <laughs> where you did send us this. It tells me Apple Pay has been disabled because the security settings of this Mac were modified. Uh, I don't know what that means. There's a button. It says learn more, and you click learn more, and it sends you to a knowledge-based document. And the first one is make sure your laptop lid is open. And I think to myself, it's a Mac Mini. <laughs> This is going to be tricky. <laughs> uh, I mean, do, I have a laptop as well. Should I open that one? <laughs> Dan, I'm going to start with the easy one. Have you restarted the Mac in question? <laughs> yeah. In fact, I updated it even because I realized I realized I hadn't put it up to 14.2. And I was like, oh, maybe that's the issue. It wasn't updated. Uh, so I updated and restarted. And yeah, it's still a problem. Uh, other options include, uh, you know, check security settings. This is the interesting one. Um, and of course, I've adjusted the security settings because I had to install Audio Hijack, which requires you to change what you know the security settings on the Mac are because Apple is paranoid. Um, and then it says at the bottom of that section, this does not apply to Mac, commuter, Mac computers with Apple Silicon. <laughs> so now I'm confused and frightened <laughs> and annoyed. <laughs> uh, which was those are the three stages of. Yeah, you don't have. One of those Touch ID keyboards for this Mac Mini, do you? Nope, but I've definitely used I've definitely used Apple Pay on this before. Uh, usually with my Apple Watch, but also you know with the ability to type in my password. Um, I googled around and found this was not 
this is seems to be a known issue, but the solutions that were provided in various, you know, threads on Reddit and elsewhere did not work for me, which was essentially like flipping off the setting to have it get security updates and then turning it back on again. Cause yeah, <laughs> that's where you flip off the entire device. Oh, I believe me. Yeah. Uh, so no idea, no idea what is going on here. Uh, if anybody else has run into this, somebody could let me know. Otherwise I guess I have to like file like a feedback with Apple or something. It's annoying. It's annoying is what it is. You could spend an entire day on the phone with Apple care. Ooh. <laughs> Sounds how's that, great. How's that sound? How's next Monday for you? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing going on. <laughs> Wait, that's it'll my be, life. <laughs> it'll be quiet. Yeah, right. Just be having Chinese food. <laughs> I won't even be doing that. Um, well, that's disappointing. It is for everyone. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, you guys. I, I have spent a lot of time on the phone with various customer service people at tech companies recently and i highly recommend uh against it i guess i would say so don't do that yeah if there was another way to fix my problems believe me <laughs> i'd be all for it well if it's a yeah. it's just a bug yeah maybe it'll There's go away nothing, I I mean, there may be nothing you can do at this point i mean other than alerting somebody at apple that this is a thing yeah. that seems to be happening or reinstall again, the entire operating system that might oh my god let me tell you how much i don't want to do that i know <laughs> I'm not, I'm not saying it's it's a good solution. I'm just saying it's a possible It's a solution. sweet solution. John, yeah. That's what you're it's saying. A, it's a sour solution. That's what I'm hearing. What else sweet we got? And, sweet and sour solution? <laughs> mm, now, we're, now we're getting someplace. There's a, there's a new release of macOS <laughs> Sonoma out right now, so maybe that'll fix it. Oh, yeah. I saw that. 14.2.1 just came out. Yeah. Yeah. Addresses issues with Apple Pay. Oh, well, hey. No, I just made that up. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> I know you did. You liar. I, I don't want to give you false hope. You liar. <laughs> yes, he does. That's, no, that's I really all didn't. you want to <laughs> For a second. Just, just for a second. When did the uh, most recent updates come out for things? We, I don't know if we talked about There's a couple like small things in some of the updates that just came out. I thought the Apple TV, the TVOS update uh, has been interesting because on the one hand, I like some of the things they've added. But on the other hand, they apparently have removed a few things that people are very upset about. <laughs> um, such as... yeah. Uh, gifting movies and TV shows no mm-hmm. longer possible. Um, you can't get. There's no. I had never done. Had either of you ever done that? I don't think I ever did. Maybe that Maybe years but... ago, once yeah. or something. And then the, you also had the ability to like make a wish list of movies and TV shows that you could keep, and apparently they just wiped those out. They're just gone, which has left some people kind of pissed off because they're like, yeah. I was keeping a list of things that I wanted to watch, and all of a sudden right, it's gone. Right. <laughs> which you know seems like a dick move it feels like if you're taking that thing away you should at least alert people like hey yeah. this is going away copy your information or write it down please make a note of it yeah i, I used know. to years years ago i used to gift songs my brothers and i would actually gift songs to each other when we heard good good songs but like now there's no what's the point <laughs> there's yeah. no i point think i did that once ever the gifting of a song <laughs> What song probably was it? As a gag. I don't remember, but I, I, I recall doing it as a gag. I probably sent somebody 411 or whatever that song is called for. That is called it's yeah, just John Cage. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I would use that repeatedly in Apple, uh, in Macworld screenshots when oh. writing about music. That was my ringtone for years. <laughs> is that why you never answered? No. <laughs> you just, I thought, you just I thought it was you. It's yeah. fine. It's fair. I understand. I can't blame you. I don't answer the phone for anybody, Lex. No, I know. Oh, man. We've, yeah. 
we were at, at my parents' um, house, and they answered the phone all the time. It was, it was like fingernails on the blackboard. <laughs> it's just like my brothers and I are sitting there. My parents got the phone rings, and my parents just immediately answer it. It's just like, what are you doing? Why would you do that? Uh, but my my parents have. Uh, I was over there the other day, and they have a similar thing. Except, so they do have still a answering machine that for screening calls and what will happen is the phone will ring we'll be in the kitchen the answering machines in the living room my mother will get up walk to the living room look at the caller id decide not to answer it and walk back and let it play out and i'm like everything about this is unideal <laughs> yeah do, you, do either of you have home phones anymore no. yeah don't get me started <laughs> i have tried oh, so remember, hard to get rid of this remember you and i talked about this on this show because i told yeah. you about how i use number barn yeah i still I have that tab open <laughs> <laughs> it's aspirational you should do it what is that service do maybe i missed that was i gone for that one no i think you were there but number right. barn is um you know i transferred my home phone number to it and it does not i have no home phone you could set it up to like ring things as well, like Google voice style, I think, but it's just, for me, it goes directly to voicemail and then it emails me and Lauren that voicemail and that's it. And it's a, it's I a can, transcript or it emails you the, it emails you the audio. attachment. Um, okay. I'm sure at some point in the next 12 months, they're going to start giving me transcripts too, given that yeah, every single service, given, like, right. <laughs> the same way that every website has chat GPT built in. <laughs> I think every website will have transcription built in. Um, especially since everything's listening to us anyway, apparently. But um, that was a joke. Uh, yeah. But so, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, right, I it's been it. great. It eliminated my home phone and that was the number one thing. Like Lauren really felt that a lot of people were using our home phone and getting the service helped demonstrate that only people we didn't care about would call. Not like friends or family members, but like some random doctor's office confirming your appointment over and over again. Mm. Uh, or the lawn service saying, hey, we're going to come spray crap on your lawn. <laughs> Sorry, Sunday. Um, you send uh, a message back saying, why would you do that? I already have a dog. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so, I don't know. I, that number barn has been a, a real hero for the Friedman family. It's very cheap, and I don't have to have a home phone anymore, but I didn't have to lose my home phone number. I don't remember when I got rid I had a home phone when I first moved into that old apartment, and then I definitely got rid of it when I changed you know, plans or something. And it didn't, it was not a number I'd given out to many people. So, yeah, I mean, it must yeah. have been, I don't think I've had one for a decade, is my guess. We, we have two lines. <laughs> oh my god oh right I, I, now this is coming back to me a little bit is it for your the, modem it's so the, in case the problem one of the you's big... on the modem the other you can use the phone the, it's a fax line man it's a fax line <laughs> I, yeah that's right I forgot about that yeah because Karen works in you know the legal business and she has to get sensitive documents faxed to her and she has for years been very reticent to use an internet service and I've been like every other legal <laughs> legal firm in town uses an internet service i'm sure and there are ones that are used by healthcare organizations and like you know there are ones that are you know secure enough that you're covered if you use one and the problem is i did the research to like find which one you know find one that was rated highly enough that you know it was okay for for use with medical records and things like that. And um, I sent it to her and she did not, did not do anything with it. And now I don't remember which one I picked. <laughs> so, so I would have to do that research all over again, which I'm probably going to do at some point, but yeah, it sounds like a thing you would do. Yeah. On times. So if I can get rid of the fax number, you know, if I can get rid of the fax line, then, uh, then, then the, the landline is the next, next thing. 
that's on my list for 2024 2024 2025 whatever 2026 yeah whatever it takes now do you have uh, either of you any um either, two things really I'm, I'm making this a holiday theme here tech stuff you're hoping to get for christmas and or tech related new year's resolutions oh wow well okay so there's my tech related new year's resolution oh we just get rid of the fax line get rid of the fax line like <laughs> that's that re- it's a real high tech <laughs> resolution let me tell you i don't know if i have a good i mean i've done a good job this year of like new documents i get i scan and shred but i definitely have like a backlog yeah so do i um clean out my drawer full of random ass wires like the other day i needed a thing and realized i didn't this was the funny thing it's like i've got a drawer full of cables right and you're like ah, cables for everything i got any cable i need and i realized like the one thing i needed i didn't have <laughs> just the worst oh Which yeah like i was just trying to connect my kobo reader to my macbook and I realized the Kobo reader is like the one generation, it's the original Kobo Libra, and it has a mini USB, micro USB, micro USB. And my laptop only has USB-C. And I do not have a micro USB to USB-C cable because, you know, why would you? <laughs> uh, yeah. And I went through all the stuff. I was like, oh my God, I've only got, you know, micro USB to USB-A or USB-C to USB-A, or USB-C to USB-C, <laughs> or USB-C to Lightning or something. And this I is like, why I don't throw any of them out, though. That's the thing. Like, that's I, the problem. I, I didn't throw I, anything yeah. out, John. I have them all, but I, I never had that cable. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the reasons why the idea of, like, you know, moving to, like, buying, just buying new devices to get everything on USB-C really appeals to me. It's like, I really would just get rid of all the cables. <laughs> keep one. You keep I never one get rid of, of the devices, though. That's the problem. Oh, I will. I will. I'm ready to get thorough on this. I think I finally got rid of the SCSI cables that I had because because I had nothing to connect. They were, Actually, they were no, getting, that's not true. Because I think kind of my scuzzy. I think my zip drive is a SCSI. What do you drive. need a zip drive for, John? <laughs> you know, what I don't know. For is an intervention. You never know. For John you never know. Maltz. I might need a zip drive. No, I feel like you do know. I feel like you do know. You don't need a zip drive. <laughs> I tell you what, John. I have a handful of zip disks. I'm going to send them to you. You can copy the data off it. And then when you get rid of the zip disk, See? you can get rid of the zip drive. Because I'm the last person in the world who needs a zip drive. That's it. I did do that. I did. That. Somebody had something on a zip drive and mailed it to me and I copied it off for them. And, that's and what I'm saying I'm going to do. Yeah. But when that's yeah. done, everybody's so, so that's done. why that, I'm the so last I need, person. I have the zip drive. It's my fault. John. It's a I'm service sorry. I provide for other people. There Specifically me. Mm-hmm. Well, it might be. And I'm saying once you've helped me, you're done. You're free. You're free. You can release yourself from that burden. Disagree. okay you can hold on to that burden and cling it tightly to your chest like it is your only child thank you thank you for recognizing me for seeing you're worth more than this john (laughs) (laughs) i wish i I could title suggest that that sound but i do not know how to spell it Oh yeah, there I, we uh, go. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ivan says it's a prime subscriber <laughs> perk. <laughs> send me your zip, send me your zip discs, and I will <laughs> take care of you. Friends, Romans, countrymen, send me your zip discs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, modern day Shakespeare sp- never is good. <laughs> Speaking of Rebound Prime, uh, we have a few Rebound Prime member questions. By the way, if you have never heard of Rebound Prime, where have you been? Uh, but it's prime.reboundcast.com to learn more. You get to listen live while we record the episodes. You get bootlegs of each episode. So you get all the stuff that is inappropriate that we say that John edits out. 
uh, especially in the ad reads, uh, <laughs> you get a bonus episode every single week, and you get the ability to submit questions that we answer on this very podcast, and you can join the Rebound Discord. Uh, here are some of those questions. This week, Kelly F. asks, with holidays in progress and Christmas New Year's coming, do you have any family traditions you cling to or want to get rid of? Nostalgia. My grandfather used to love having his kids and grandkids come for a Christmas gathering in his single floor home. Mixed bag as I got older with seven kids and 21 grandkids. Yeah, that sounds like a mixed bag. Um, for many years, uh, we had to go to uh, a Christmas Eve party hosted by uh, one of Lauren's uh, aunts by marriage. But the whole family is Jewish except for this aunt. So it was a very weird <laughs> Christmas Eve party. <laughs> and, that sounds great, actually. Um, I, I get that some of this is going to sound depressing, but I promise you it turns more cheery. She she died young, that aunt, and it was sad and tragic. And her husband felt like I should continue this Christmas Eve party in her memory. So then it became absolutely the world's most depressing Christmas Eve party. A bunch oh, of Jews, oh, my Christmas God. tree, remembering dead people. And like eventually one year we're there and somebody goes, why do we still do this to ourselves? <laughs> and it never happened again. And it was wonderful. Uh, so I don't miss that one. And of course I love having Chinese food on Christmas day because there's very little else to do besides going to the movies. And I don't love going to the movies on Christmas because that's a, a motley crew of movie attendees, mm. but the Chinese food is always great. Like it's made with love. We, um, we, in my lifetime, we mostly went, used to go to my grandparents. When I was a kid, we went to my grandparents and like, that was like the whole extended family there. And it was kind of the situation being described where, you know, there were my aunt and uncle have five kids. Um, and then I'm the only child on my mom's side and my, and her brother had no kids. So it was like, you know, a modest sized thing. And then obviously those people, everyone grew up and had more kids, uh, et cetera. And so, and my grandparents passed away. And so now we go to my aunt and uncle's house. Uh, and there, I think almost everybody is coming to our Christmas this year. And that is like 25 people. <laughs> um, and it's a small house because they moved, you know, once all the kids grew up and went to went to college and then moved out on their own, they moved to a much more modest house. Uh, and yet we are still going to cram 25 people in it, which is not a great idea. Um, mm. But I do love seeing my entire family. We do Christmas Eve is kind of the big, usually the big event for us, dinner present opening that kind of stuff i was gonna ask when do you open presents but yeah we do it we do a christmas eve and then christmas day where it was often like the families the smaller families would do their little things on christmas morning um and then we have sometimes you know have like a dinner on christmas day and then my uncle usually had a boxing day lunch or brunch or something it's like a, it's like a three-day you know party it's a good chance to see my family who i often don't get to see all in one place so um and various years like some people come some people don't come now that they all have other you know, uh, obligations on, you know, other sides of the family and stuff like that. But this, you know, every once in a while, the stars align, we get everybody pretty much. Um, so I like that. Um, we've moved to like a secret Santa thing in recent years, because obviously trying to get presents for that many people yeah. is ridiculous. Uh, and it's been pretty successful, um, especially now that almost all of the kids, with the exception of my kid, are old enough to be able to like buy, have income and buy presents for someone. Um so that's good. I enjoy all of that. We do, you know, we read the night before Christmas or uh, the night before Christmas, the night before Christmas. That's one. Yeah. Uh, and uh, do Christmas carols sometimes and stuff like that. And it's a good time. Good food. This is a strong recommendation, by the way, for moving your family to a, a not you, Dan, but the, our listeners of doing what your family does of a secret Santa or a white elephant versus oh, yeah. everybody continuing to get gifts for everybody because it's yeah. just a dis- and maybe just, keep yeah. the kids separate. <clears throat> the little kids, that's yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, exactly. But like, this year, yeah. my parents crazy. were like, we didn't get presents for anybody. <laughs> Like not even you. My parents are out of the business. I'm, <laughs> they're yeah, they sending some, checks. Right. They got <laughs> some not. stuff for my kid, but other than that, it's not going to be really anything big. Um, 
But the I think the biggest challenge now is I'm still driving to Western New York, and mm. very few of the family actually live there anymore. I mean, it's ma- mainly my aunt, my two uncles, and then my eldest cousin. That's it. Everybody else has moved away. And, you know, at some point, that number will probably dwindle further, and I don't know what happened. But we, we've, we've done it in Boston once or twice, because for a while we had a good critical mass here. And then, of course, we had the pandemic, and it was like we didn't go anywhere for... I think 2020 i think we went in 2021 actually and then last year when the kid was born we didn't go because it was just too much of a pain in the ass so yeah yeah we we pretty much used having a kid to stop traveling <laughs> like, we're like if you want to come see us work, we would love we would love to have you come see us but we're not gonna travel and then we just sort of stuck with that even though he got to be old enough <laughs> that he could easily travel and and is in many most actually always a better traveler than i am so uh, but it, it works for us because we don't have to go anywhere and every once in a while someone comes here. So that's nice. But, uh, the thing that I think was weighing us all down for so long was that when everything turned to, you know, I put stuff on my wish list and then you were just buying things off people's wish lists and they were buying things off your wish list. Right, and it was same. just like, it took yeah. all the joy out of exactly things. Yeah, it's so hard. It's hard, we though, really right? scaled yeah. back. We, we, um, my one brother and I agreed not to, we're not doing any, any gift exchange at all. My other brother, we were just like, we're, you know, we, we send very small things. I send very small things to my parents too, cause they don't want anything. It's like, they don't need anything. And they, and my mother is like, she has this fear of, of passing away and having us to have to clean her house out, which I don't really understand because when we cleaned my grandfather's house out, we had a really good time. So I don't know. We'll see. She doesn't want anything, so I don't send her anything. I did send her factor for her. Oh, birthday. nice, that's yeah. nice, nice. That they didn't sponsor well. this episode, so don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, but just saying. Never buy it ever again. No, I'm just kidding. They'll be back. They'll be back. We love them. Uh, more questions. Mahir says, "What's good?" <laughs> and then adds, "Shamelessly stolen from the Good Place podcast." Um, our, podcast our Rebound Prime members are good. Yeah, yeah, this podcast is good. I had a cheese last night that was really good. Man, did that it stank. It's still this house still smells of this cheese, but okay, um, you're not the selling was it. Excellent. It was oh, it was so good though. It was like yeah, I mean like a stinky cheese can be excellent, and it was. True. It was like what a kind this, of cheese. I have some friends like over, and I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I've got the label up there upstairs someplace, but I can't remember the name off the top of my head. But it was like thirty three bucks. This is like little, you know, like hockey puck sized hunk of cheese. All right, you'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, ZM Knox asks, what happened to the usual seriousness of this podcast? <laughs> Asked and answered. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it. Ambioric X asks, why is there a green join stage button under the live stream in the sidebar? Does it mean we have an open stage? Um, so, you know, I uh, the other podcast that I'm a Discord member of is Hello from the Magic Tavern. Every once in a while, they do... Uh, uh, they do a listener Q and A, and they invite people up onto the stage. Uh, I think if you just hit that join stage button, I don't think you would show up <laughs> here and start joining the episode. I feel like um, that would be I interesting. Feel <laughs> like I set up the, the the permissions to prevent that, but I don't know. So please don't hit that button. <laughs> um, listener Spall asks Lex, did the kosher Chinese place maybe not being kosher controversy get resolved? Yeah, the place shut down because it wasn't kosher. If you don't know this story, I think maybe I was still on Twitter back when this was happening. So this was a long time ago. But um, uh, the kosher Chinese restaurant uh, where I live in New Jersey is beloved. Like even by folks who aren't kosher, it was just really, really good. 
Um, and then at some point uh, late in the pandemic, as meat prices continue to rise, kosher meat tends to be more expensive. Um, the owner of the kosher Chinese restaurant was photographed buying meat at a non-kosher butcher for the restaurant. And he spent a couple days denying it and then said, yeah, I did it, and then shut down. <laughs> um, and the official word from uh, the local rabbinate, if you will, uh, rabbi council was, hey, uh, if it's you a put rabbit that cabinet. food, sure. if you put any of your... Uh, any of their food on your plates, you had to bury your plates for a year uh, before you could use them again. And uh, we said, fuck that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, good times. Uh, so, yeah, it got resolved by uh, closing. My kids are very, very sad because my kids are kosher. And there is the next closest one is about 30 minutes away and not as good. And so we'll get from that place, but you wait for it longer. <laughs> you know, I go pick it up and it's an hour round trip and it's just not quite as good. It's good, but it's not great. Um, and then finally, Listener Bullware asks, what is the over-under on the Apple Watches actually being pulled from the shelves? That's a good question. Um, Feels like they're, I mean, I'd be surprised if they don't manage to resolve this in some fashion. I guess, but like the fact that they went ahead and issued that press release tells me like, yeah, they're going to do it, right? Like unless something happens. Right. I think, so it's a weird situation too, because thinking about this earlier, um, it's far enough in advance of like the Christmas holiday that if you've bought an Apple Watch for someone, you already have it. So I would assume most of that shopping has been done. Yeah. That said, if you, you want to walk in with someone and buy an Apple Watch on Christmas morning or something, I mean, for whatever reason, <laughs> that's yeah. going to be a problem. And it's, it's, a weird, it's a weird look. I'm sure Apple's like, well, it's not our problem. Talk to the government. But like, that's not a satisfying answer. It doesn't make Apple look any better. Right. I mean, I may be, ZM Knox suggests I'm overestimating how prepared people are. It's on sale until Christmas Eve in Apple stores, right? Like, if you're trying to get a present by Christmas, it's probably available. And I don't even know if Apple stores are open on Christmas, right? So, you know, yeah, if you were going to try to order one on the 21st, you weren't going to get it in time for Christmas anyways. (laughs) So, I don't know. Unless you buy it from Amazon and then you can get it with Prime. Sure, you can get it anyways. There you go. Problem solved. So I don't, I don't know. It's a weird situation. My guess is, I think the ban will go into effect, and Apple will have to appeal it. I think the, I think there's like a, I don't want to give it an edge. I'm gonna say like a 75 percent chance. Maybe that's pains, too high. Pains me to say this, but I think I agree with Dan. I think that th- they will get pulled from shelves because I think, just speaking to the politics of the situation, I think Biden is hesitant to be in any way able to be uh, seen as bailing out Apple. Because Apple has effectively infinite money. So I will be surprised if if Biden steps in. But what do I know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I got mine, so I'm okay. <laughs> that's wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's Literally, uh, there's a political I, word for that. I don't know what it is. <laughs> when I saw the story about this recall, I was like, wait, do I have that watch that does this? Because I've never looked at it. And the answer is no, I don't. But uh, I had no idea. Yeah, I can't remember I do. which watch I, I I used it. I used <laughs> it when I had COVID, the blood uh, oxygen thing. Yeah, I mean, I used it when I got the watch. Because, <laughs> hey, look, that I've got this right. feature. And I have not used it since. Please yeah. report my blood oxygen doing well. Full of oxygen. Well, those are our questions. Like I said, if you want to ask us questions or, you know, just give a Christmas miracle to this podcast, go to prime.reboundcast.com and you can, uh, you can ask us stuff and we'll answer it because that's how we do. Woo! It's a legal obligation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
I uh, I did eventually buy upgraded hard drives for my Synology. I know you were all wondering. I was wondering I a little bit. Oh, I, yeah, I uh, I'm waiting on uh, finding out. I went we after we talked about like storing stuff on NASs, and I pointed out I was storing all my podcast files, and like suggested I probably don't need to do that because it was jacking up my Backblaze costs. I did went go through the I went to the Backblaze and removed those files, and then excluded that folder on my Synology from backups, and it did vastly reduce the amount of data I was storing on Backblaze. I don't think I've gotten the the subsequent billing statement yet, but I think it will be much, much lower. So are you saying that I don't need to keep these podcast episodes? I'm saying you don't need to probably back them up offline. Okay. (laughs) Like, Well, I wasn't doing that, so... Okay, well, problem solved then. Yeah. It's... I Sometimes I really... I struggle with this question of because, you know, storage is relatively cheap, like you could keep all the things, but I really try to be thoughtful about deleting stuff. <laughs> like if if there's a chance that you might ever really want it or enjoy it again, then sure. But like I am trying to uh basically I try to keep my computer Marie Kondoed as much as possible. I just don't want it to <laughs> I don't want it to just be filled with crap because it can be filled with crap, you know? It feels I, important I, to me. I yeah. have the same issue with like with like paper files, which is, I feel like I'm pretty good about stuff that comes in now, but going through the like backlogs of stuff that I've had there for 20 years, it just gives me hives. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. I, I can confirm having looked on at Backblaze, it appears my estimated bill for this uh, month after I did that last month's was 16 bucks for storing everything. Wow. This, this guy, this month's $5.43. So, saved me a bunch of money. Very excited. I'm impressed. Thank Good you. Good for you. Thank and you. I, you really never needed to save those files. <laughs> it's exactly right. I mean, I like have. It's nice to have them on the on the NAS, but like <clears throat> that storage is a lot cheaper than cloud storage. And honestly, if it came down to it, and I needed to free up a lot of storage on the NAS, I would just get rid of those things. I'd write yeah. them to tape. Is what I'd do. <laughs> How about that zip disk? Ooh, <laughs> that'll fit. <laughs> Half of a file of the podcast. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Remember when Max had built-in zip disk drives? That was awesome. I have one. My Power Mac G3 in my in my closet has a built-in internal zip disk drive. Zip drive. I had uh, I had the, the DVD RAM drive. Oh man, that seemed that like that, that was going to be like that was going to solve all my problems. Did that and have then, the caddy? And then they the kind of discontinued it. <laughs> John, was that the one that had the caddy for the disk? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh my God! That f- <laughs> what a bad memory to give me. It stored a lot. Of, it's you know they were you know it was good backup, but uh, I remember it, somebody having a caddy for a CD-ROM at one point. I think. Yeah. I have this memory. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. had the, the caddy for this, the CD-ROM. Maybe on no an question. old Mac. Might have been yep. on. Oh yeah. You had to like really shove that caddy thing in awkwardly too. Yeah. And Not you had good. to like squeeze the like corners to like flip up the little piece of plastic and put the cd in it and then yeah it was so weird anyway real estate right real estate that's what i really want for christmas i never get what i want <laughs> <laughs>